Voice Originals. Welcome back to our fourth episode of the Voice Originals podcast. I'm Anna, the community manager for Sensible Object, who are the makers of all of the different Voice Originals games. And on this podcast, we're looking behind the scenes at the different processes that go into making all of these Voice Originals games. And this week, we're looking a little bit further at When in Rome. So if you don't know much about When in Rome, When in Rome is a travel trivia board game that works with your smart speaker. So you're playing in teams to race around the world, answer different questions, befriend different locals, collect souvenirs, and all of this is hosted by your smart speaker. So one of the most important parts about When in Rome is the locals who are asking you the questions. They're the ones who are... um, telling you about their city, uh, maybe giving you souvenirs if you do a really good job, um, and they can even trash talk your opponents if you play the right cards. So they're essentially what makes the game come alive and gives you a really good flavor of what the different cities are like. So I'm very excited today to have one of our locals, Manisha, with us. And we also have another person who's been very crucial on the project. You may have heard them if you listen to our first podcast episode, Shane, who's been uh, one of our dialogue directors. So, Manisha and Shane, could you tell me a little bit about yourselves and what you've been doing on the project? Well, I'm Shane and I have been Dialogue Director on the project. So I've been working with people like Manisha to elicit information about London and uh, really get a flavour of the kind of city they inhabit and the experiences they have in that city. So I've been hoping to kind of pull a little bit of London out of Manisha, but also to pull a little bit of Manisha out of London. (laughs) Um, and I'm Manisha, and I am the voice of London. Uh, uh, and it's been really fun, actually. To um, so, so my my role has been to 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 ask the questions and the answers, and to yeah, to to be sort of the the voice of the city um, for, for when in Rome. And it's been really fun to not just to to kind of act as the voice, but to learn loads about London um, as part of the process as well. Yeah, I mean, have you ever done any sort of projects like this before, or is this sort of a first? No, never, never, never. And actually, it's funny because I, and I think this is probably quite common of lots of people. I hate my voice, so when um, when I was asked to do this, I was like, "Really, you want my voice?" Um, but it, it's been really interesting, both sort of seeing how it works behind the scenes, but also, but you know, just generally looking at thinking about how you know games and how we interact with technology is developed and and. This is even, you know, something that that we're kind of going ahead with, I think is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I feel like even from the very beginnings of the game, a long time before a lot of the other locals were cast, you were already kind of involved in the project, right? Because I remember hearing questions that you'd recorded, um, like way back in like the, the beginnings of When in Rome. So you've kind of been here for the whole process of like yeah. how the game's iterated and stuff yeah it was, it's been really exciting to sort of see it see it blossom from its you know in, initial idea to concept to development so I, I think I was the voice of the of the prototype as well for London um and it's and it yeah it's been brilliant to to see how it's how it's grown and and the kind of scale of of what it's what it's become and what it's going to be I think is 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 really thrilling yeah I mean because I, I was so used to whenever we play tested the game in the studio and stuff like that, like your voice would always come up and it just felt so quintessential oh, no. to the game that <laughs> it'd be really weird now, at least I think for everyone in the studio, if we had someone else being the London local. So I'm really glad like you stayed for the for the whole project. Oh, that's everything. very kind yeah. of you. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's fun to be here. Cool. Um, so 
What do you do normally when you're not doing voice originals when in Rome uh, dialogue? Um, so I, I work in PR, um, in TV predominantly. Um, I have worked for Sky in the past uh, and I've worked, um, I currently work at Amazon, funnily enough, which I didn't when I started this process. Um, so it's all been very interesting because I've learned about Alexa in kind of parallel <laughs> streams, so Whoa, both yeah. professionally and, and as part of this. Um, but yes, I will hasten to add, did not work at Amazon when I started on working on Ren in Rome. Um, so yeah, so it's and it's, my sort of day-to-day job is is really just about promoting and publicising um, TV shows uh, and and uh, music services. Wow, that's that's really cool. Like, are there any exciting projects? Like, or are you at liberty to to disclose things or is that sort of all under wraps for the future uh not all under wraps but um yeah i look after prime video um pr for amazon so you know things like the marvelous mrs Maisel and the grand tour and um you know shows that that people may or may not have heard of and if you haven't then it's my job to make sure you do (laughs) (laughs) amazing cool so um how did you kind of get involved in when in rome so i have worked with Alex Fleetwood before in the past, who um, is the CEO of Sensible Object. And um, he just got in touch with me when when the kind of initial idea came up um, and the initial uh, prototype and, and testing was being done. Um, and his words, not mine, but he, he sort of said that he'd, you know, they, they were looking for a voice of London and mine was the, the voice that he thought of. And I think it was partly because... Um, the, the brilliant and funny thing about London is that not many people that live here are actually from London. Um, and one, I think I'm probably one of the few people that, as try as I might, haven't managed to quite get rid of the the dulcet North London tones that I was born with. Um, and I think that's quite, that might be, I don't know, I feel like that's maybe a bit rarer than it might have been 10, 15 years ago. So, um, so yeah, so that's how I how, how I got involved. And um, yes, yeah, I'm massively grateful to Alex for, for kind of giving me a, a chance. I feel like a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, the, the locals are essentially, I mean, they're literally the voice of the game. Um, if you if anyone plays when in Rome in the future, um, that's ex- that's exactly what they're going to hear. Uh, so yeah, you guys are kind of the poster child equivalent celebrities of when in Rome. Um, I can't wait to play it. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you had a chance actually to to play test the game in its current state? I haven't yet. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, exciting! You yeah. must have. Yeah. For me, that's funny that you haven't, because yeah. I guess you have no idea. Like, for example, if you appear in a podcast or you appear in a TV, TV on camera, you kind of know how it's going to feel, yeah. like, ending up. But at the moment, you've got no real kind of, you can't really picture how you're going to end up in this game. No, and I, I think that's, I, you're, you're completely right, and that's kind of one of the things that I'm quite excited by because I think I feel like when I see it and when I test it it'll be almost like the final the final product and that's yeah that's cool that's that's really cool how does it feel knowing that you are gonna effectively be the voice of London (laughs) in in a game all around the world well when you put it like that it's quite um, (laughs) it's quite overwhelming really um I suppose I haven't really kind of got to got to grips with it in that you kind of say and you you'll know this like you're so focused on the kind of doing the day-to-day of it you don't start thinking about the end result and the you know and what the consequences are and what the whether um well not just the end purpose but what's actually going to happen you, you just focus on the doing it and the making it and that's and obviously I'm just like one tiny part of a massive hole in this process but 
that's sort of where I what I've been thinking. I've been thinking about getting the recordings done, making sure that I've you know got all the right information to you guys, all that sort of stuff. I haven't thought about okay, and then what happens when the product actually goes on sale, and you know my friends could buy it, or my family in a different country could buy it, or whatever, and they could hear my voice. That I mean, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about it, and it's quite mental actually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even in the in the daily skill as well, I guess. So people won't even have to buy the game to to hear all of the different locals. They'll be able, if as long as they have um, an Alexa, they'll be able to download the free skill. Um, and you guys will be will be asking them questions about about your cities. So that's so cool. Yeah, it's a really you'll be, cool you'll idea. be all around the world. Um, how long have you actually lived in London? Has it been your whole life? Or my whole life? I won't tell you how many years, just to give away my age. Okay. But yeah, I've born and raised. North North London, and I've always lived north, northeast. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I think that's probably a good seal of whether you <laughs> should be a local if you've yeah. lived here your whole life. I think that's that's pretty good testament to, to locality. I think one of the interesting things about um, London is how big it is. Mm. So where did you grow up? So I grew up in northeast London in, um, in Edmonton, um, slash Enfield, which is kind of suburbia. Um, but I've lived Crouch End, Walthamstow, um, Alexandra Palace, Stoke Newington, Newington Green. So always lived around there. Around North yeah. East. Yeah. So I think the, the question that I'm thinking about is how often you find yourself in other parts of town, like West London and Central London and South London, because something for me that I find so... Um, I'm from London as well and something that I find is kind of London's kind of village economy so we'll mm. often find ourselves uh, living and working in a small part of town and not, not, not might even. not find ourselves exploring other areas yeah I think that's totally right and I, I would say more than village economy I'd say it's tribal um, I, I feel very strongly about never never really going south of the river unless I can help it um, and I have friends that live south of the river who you know I don't see anymore because I don't go there um, who feel the same way about coming to North London or about living in North London. Um, and actually, it really helped when I was at my previous job because I lived in East London but worked way, way, way over the other side of London near Heathrow. So would necessarily have to travel around the whole of the city to get to work. And that meant, you know, when you were coming back or going out, you'd end up in central London more often than you would. Whereas now I work in East London, live in East London, tend not to kind of go too far beyond it um, and it is a shame it is a shame um, because there's so much that the city has to offer um, I guess my other observation is talking about being local and, and sort of being born and raised here I think the great one of the greatest things about the city is you don't have to be born and raised here to really feel like a local and you don't have to have lived here for you know 10 or 15 or 20 years you know you can be here for six months and feel like you completely belong or you can live, live here your whole life and feel like you know you, you'll never get to grips with the city. I think that's that's one of the kind of great joys and and challenges of of this city um, because it is so many things to so many different people and and it it kind of accepts everyone and there is an absolute kind of just open arms. You know that Sadiq Khan London is open thing is is about as as accurate as I think it gets really, um, and that's why I think so many people want to live here and that's why I'm so proud to to be from here. Yeah, I mean, I do, I can't remember where I was traveling to, but um, I was made aware when I was uh, visiting another city that um, in London, it feels really normal to hear accents and languages from all over the place. And that feels very normal to London. It's not like everybody has, um, a, I don't know, 
quote, quintessentially London accent. And that's kind of, I guess, sort of similar to what you were saying in that it feels very normal to have people from all over the place, like sort of like in a melting pot of um, wherever you might have originally come from. You, it feels very natural to have London as your home or a second home or whatever. Um, and that is, it is a nice thing about living here, I think. I think it'd be weird any other way, to be honest. Mm. I think if it, if it, if you didn't have that kind of diversity and that, that sort of breadth of experience and culture, then it it wouldn't be London. It would be it would be a, it would be something different. And I think that's you know that's what attracts people here in their droves. I think all the time, every day. I guess when in Rome is about travelling without moving. Didn't mm. Jamiroquai make an album? He did, yeah. Travelling without moving. He did. Yeah. And London's a little bit like that as well. You know, you kind of get on a tube and you can guarantee that. I guess like. 10% of people on the tube look like they might even be from the UK. <laughs> uh, and so you, you, you're, you know that you're you're moving through the world by, by living in this city. And I, I find that mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. It's it's brilliant. And I think that's reflected in a lot of, in everything, in, in not just the kind of people, but in the, you know, in the the restaurants. I mean, you're, you're, if you listen to my stuff on When in Rome, food clearly is a theme when it comes to the stuff that I'm fond of um but yeah the, the kind of restaurants and the options for entertainment and the you know the different the kind of cultural um side of London is so diverse as well and it's not just you know being able to do one or two of the same sorts of things it's, it's there's everything you can possibly imagine whether it's you know like Russian dancing or you know, eating Ethiopian food, it's completely... Russian dancing. I guarantee you there'll be somewhere that you can do Russian, have, you can learn you how to dance. Have Russian dancing? Not personally, should no. We, I've we... been to tango dancing. I have been to tango, I've been to jazz, I've been to tap. Yeah, Let's go Russian dancing now. Go for it right now over there yeah. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, that, that is pretty fair. I bet you, you probably could find Russian dancing somewhere. Yeah, somewhere absolutely. I think if there's... If there's one thing, um, if there's something you want to do, there'll be a way to do it in London. And that's, there's not, I don't think there's many cities that you can say that about. Um, but that's not to say, you know, that it's not without its challenges either, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a big old city and there's lots to do and that can be hard and it can be difficult sometimes and it can make people, you know, it can <laughs> make people stressed or it can make people tired and and you know I think one of the the great things about getting older <laughs> particularly um and living in London whilst as you as you get older is learning what it's okay to just be like do you know what I don't need to do that today or I don't need to do everything that, that the city has to offer I don't need to feel like I'm missing out because I'm not yeah there is always stuff going on like it would be impossible to to cover everything all the time yeah. and yeah it would just yeah, drive you insane if you actually attempted to to do that constantly. I've I never been to the, I've never been on the London Eye. I've never been on to the Tower of London. I mean, this is, I probably have at school actually, but you know, these are things that that the world will tell us that we should be, you know, that as Londoners, we should have all done. And you know, it's just not when you're when you're in your own city, you don't do the stuff that tourists do, which is probably a shame actually. Um, and I, I think there is a real there's probably there's, there's something in just making an, an effort to do some of that stuff. I, th I think part of the reasons why Ren When in Rome exists is because, y you know, I guess it's introducing the city to 
uh, people who aren't just interested mm. in, in in the side of, of kind of t- tourism. Um, yeah, I've learned so much about London from, as I was saying, from, from when in Rome and all these kind of quirky facts and just things that I never knew. And it, I mean, how can you know? How can you know? There's so much. There's so much to know. But can you? What's your quirky fact choice? Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something about the. Um, oh, it was about um, urinating in a policeman's hat. Pregnant women. Oh, uh, um, so if yeah. you're pregnant, if you're in pregnant, London, you're allowed to urinate in a woman's hat. In a woman's hat. In a woman's hat. In a policeman's hat. That would just be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, in a policeman's hat. Yeah. So very if you're strange. pregnant and you're listening to this podcast and you just fancy a laugh, I would <laughs> recommend coming to London and going up to a policeman and asking if you can urinate in his hat. Yeah. Yeah, I you won't get arrested. Knowing that you've got the option, maybe is all it's that you need. Good to know. Yeah. yeah, good information. Yeah, yeah. I, I when would, Rome is dispersing helpful information, to yeah. I would definitely women. do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things uh, about the city for me is the 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 anonymity, which the it's kind of pros and cons, isn't it? Because on one level, it means that you can just just be who you are, and on another level, um, it it therefore means that it can imbue a sense of loneliness to to the London experience. Mm, I'd agree with that. I think, um, I can't remember who said it, but someone very clever said, you know, the most acute feeling of loneliness is when you're in a crowd, isn't it? And and I think that it can be sometimes when you're in a crowd and I think that it can definitely be true in London that you can feel surrounded by people but not necessarily connect or, or relate. And that is hard and that is... Um, I think that's true probably of any big city, particularly people that are new to the city or haven't yet found their feet or found their crowd or whatever. And I think the kind of encouraging thing is that it just takes, it does just take a bit of time and you shouldn't lose hope if that is your experience of of, of London because there will be people that feel the same and that, you know, the 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 world is is growing, but it's also contracting with our, with with social media and with you know the ways that we've got to connect with each other now it's just it's just having the kind of strength and the um the bravery to go out and, and the courage to go out and do it i guess um and i know i know lots of people that have had really difficult experiences with with you know having moved to london from different countries or different cities or um uh, and or different towns and it does sometimes it does take time and i don't think that's anything to be embarrassed by or ashamed of I think just you know you've got to just give it time and also London isn't for everyone I think that's a that's a thing something to to probably to acknowledge that you know sometimes sometimes you get over it sometimes you just want to move on <laughs> and that's okay too yeah. I felt like that about New York <laughs> did, did you go like just to to visit or I know I lived in New York for a while ah. and um I, I loved it but and I still love it I will still you know one of my favorite places in the world but as with any city that is that busy and that vibrant and that is that dynamic you it's exhausting (laughs) and I think London's can can sometimes suffer from the same you can sometimes suffer from the same fatigue but the flip side of it obviously is that that dynamism that vibrancy means that there's always something there's always something to do yeah, I mean, with all the cities, um, I knew like varying degrees of knowledge of them when we were researching for when in Rome, there's 20 cities, I think, that you can visit in the game. And all of them, it just seemed like if you wanted to, you can go down so many rabbit holes of information because everywhere just has so much, naturally, like so much depth 
to it. I can't wait to to play it actually and to learn a bit more about some of the cities that I just know nothing about. So like Montreal and Cape Town, I've never been to, and I'm really. I think it's going to really kind of ignite a travel bug in me and, and make me want to go. Um, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's kind of what we're hoping for, I guess, in the game. In a way, is for people to learn about cities that they may not have been to before, and just think like, whoa, this is really cool. Like someone that's never been to London will hear the the stuff you're saying and be like, oh snap! Like I have to go to London now because yeah, come, this place it's great, is amazing. Fun. Yeah, I'll show you around. <laughs> and yeah, also, uh, you know. When you go to, yes, you're going to learn lots about the cities, but what people will be experiencing about London is you. Mm. Uh, and so that this kind of new mode of traveling that is very much, well, it's not really the city that you're visiting, it's the people in it. So, mm. it, so, so effectively, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted you in the game and the rest of the locals is this form of intimacy that, mm. you, that, that is immediately apparent when it, like, in, in conversation with you that just makes, so when I'm playing the game, and I listen to you, I'm happy to be in that city, but I'm more happy to hear your voice mm. and I'm more happy to be speaking to you. And, and that's, that provides this kind of form of familiarity, which kind of makes me smile. So every time I hear your voice in the game, I smile. And that's that's the voice of London. So mm. in a way, for me, it's actually not the facts about London that matter. It's actually hearing you again. Mm. And kind that's of going, a good point. Yeah, if, if the questions were just like written on a card or something it wouldn't have the same effect as hearing like all of the different locals like your voice for London you know Adrian for Montreal etc it it wouldn't have the same sort of effect at all it's interesting isn't it because it's kind of I guess it's kind of indicative of how we how travel and and um, tourism are changing as well because that's the kind of intimate intimate experience we all want now isn't it like when you go to a city or a different place you want to know like where do the locals eat where do you know what are the places that I've never heard of like, what's the you know I don't just want to open a, 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 a book and and find the kind of standard places that, I, that everyone always goes to I want to find the, the places that are you know quote unquote off the beaten track um so I think that's a really good thing that that when in Rome has, has has really kind of captured and 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 run with that that personal that intimate that one to one that um you know that sense of being brought into the fold um with someone who knows what they're talking about and I think that's that's kind of the the travel experience that that a lot of people are looking for. Do you have any recommendations if you if someone was visiting London? Um yeah, I think to be honest, I think a lot of mine would now probably be be in most of the tourist tourist books. But um, I guess uh, I, I would say to kind of to Shane's point earlier, the village economy in London is is really um, has, has kind of really exploded over the last few years. And I would say try, like check out some of those areas that um, might not you know might not appear in tourist books. But um, I live in Walthamstow, which is in East London, um, and there's a really nice kind of community feel around there, and it's really well known as a kind of area for makers and and creatives and there's you know there's a great brewery that they've opened and all that sort of stuff and then the, you know I know there's similar area like Peckham has got a very similar feel to it now and um over in West London and um uh, like Mortals Battersea I think is really developing and Dulwich and all so all, all those kind of outside of um you know what you might think of as the tourist areas um there, there's lots of great areas just to really understand and, and experience what it's like to actually live in London um, whilst at the same time having, you know, great days out. Um, I think as well, Spitterfields Market um, is a is a real favourite of mine for shopping. So I'd never, ever go shopping in central London. I always go to Spitterfields Market because I can't cope with central London. Um, and then I think um, it's something that I've, I've probably said before, but um, 
you know, there are lots of the National uh, Natural History Museum and Science Museum and Victoria and Albert and all those kind of massive institutions and are re- and equally, you know, the big theatres are really well known for and rightly because they're all fantastic and they're all free and they're amazing institutions. But there are also lots of smaller ones that are doing just as good a job. Um, and the Museum of London is a great example so like the Almeida Theatre in Islington does, you know, it's just churning out hit after hit. So it's just, it's just like making time for stuff that isn't necessarily what you would see in the guidebooks as the kind of Western theatre or, um, or you know, the big the big hitters when it comes to culture and arts. But but there's so much of it here that it's just about finding the stuff that kind of takes your fancy. How how do you know about that stuff though? There's lo- I think there's loads of ways of finding out. I think. Um, it, the the internet w the, the world wide web is um is a is a great example and there's lots of there's lots of news sort of newsletters and and London there's a game called When in Rome there's a game called When in Rome yeah there's a um there's there's all I, I think it, it's about finding the right sort of um communications because there are lots of them and there's things like the nudge for example which gives you all the best restaurants and new openings and restaurant openings that have um come out and there's like flavor pill and um, uh, culture trip and all those sorts of things. It's just and you know it's just finding the ones that you think that will appeal to you and appeal to what you what you like. Um, but it, it, this time out actually is a really good a really good source of of stuff that might not be in the you know the uh, on the top ten list of of tourist attractions. But actually, there's some really cool things going on. I think one thing that London does very well. Um, I personally love things like escape rooms and um, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, what's, London, what's London's got escape, loads of those. What's which are escape brilliant. rooms? It's like a mix of um, uh, the Crystal Maze and, um, well, it is basically the Crystal So you basically get locked in a room for 60 minutes and you have to try and escape by solving lots of clues. So they can be themed around lots of different things. Sometimes they're about like murder mysteries, like this person's being killed. You have to figure out all the clues, how to get out of the room, blah, blah, blah. Or they can be much more high concept. So I did one a couple of weeks ago, uh, months ago in, in London Fields, which was about, um, which was moving through different rooms. And these rooms were supposed to represent different periods in time. And it was all about kind of being able to time travel. And it's just, it's they're brilliant and they're so creative. And they are basically kind of pieces of art in and of themselves. Um, but they're also extremely fun and and a great thing to do with friends. Um, so I did, there's one called Hint Hunt. I did one called Time Run. Um, which are f- great. There's a, a company called um, I think it's called Hole in the Door or Chink in the Door, something like that. Who who do lots of good ones. So yeah, I'd really recommend if that's the sort of thing that that takes your fancy, going out and finding some of those. Um, obviously, there's the Crystal Maze, which which started here again and has now become been revived as a television show off the back of it. So for people that don't know, what's the Crystal Maze? The Crystal Maze is um, a, a very famous '90s TV show. Um, where teams of six people would go around various uh, themed zones. They were um, things like the futuristic zone, the industrial zone, the Aztec zone, and play games to win crystals. And Dressed as Muppets. No, they were just wearing like shell suits. <laughs> That's yeah. the dark crystal. Yeah, they were just wearing else. shell suits, cut like themed colours, sweat shirts and suits. Um, and then at the end, they would go into a massive crystal dome to try and collect tokens. I mean, it sounds mental now, I explain it. Um, and if you got kind of like 100 tokens and you won, I think it was like a £1,000 or something across your team. 
I mean, it really was not about the prize. It was just about the notoriety of going on the crystal maze. Um, but it was a, quite a cult. Well, not a cult, actually. It was totally mainstream, um, popular show here um, in the 90s. And they brought back a, a sort of... They, they created a live version of it in, in London a couple of years ago um, that was so popular and got so many people through the door that they brought the TV show back after it being... Um, it, went off, it went off air sort of in the late 90s. So... Um, yeah, so it's look it up if you haven't heard of it. It's it's great fun both to watch and to do. Um, so yeah, so that and there's so much of that sort of stuff around, and you know, I've done chases. Being I've been chased across like London parks at two in the morning by, by a bunch of actors oh. pretending to be zombies. Oh um, God, as, again, amazing. as part of like a, 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 um, a, a sort of immersive game, and there's a lot of a lot of that happening recent uh, in London as well. I think that kind of that theatre and those those moments and those experiences where people are much more integrated in the into the action, um, and they're or they're you know they're, they're coming out of a a traditional space. So, for example, a theatre or a you know a, a um, performance space, and and becoming more part of the experience rather than just watching it. Um, and I think you know all of that stuff is I find just completely brilliant and totally exciting so if that's what takes your fancy then there's plenty of that for you to do around London I'm definitely going to look up the I've, I've done a few uh, escape rooms but I haven't done the time travel like multiple oh, room yeah, time that sounds it's called. crazy yeah, yeah, yeah it's brilliant I'm definitely going to look that up Manisha and Shane thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast and thank you listening people for listening if you're interested to find out more about Voice Originals or When in Rome you can go to voiceoriginals.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the same handles, Voice Originals. When in Rome's free daily skill launches on June 18th, but you can buy the full copy on Amazon.com from the 2nd of July. Jane and Manisha, do you have anything you want to add? It's been lovely. Yeah, it's been it's been great. And I just would, um, yeah, I would sort of reiterate that if, if you are... I think if you are a fan of sort of travel and... and, and um, at learning about different cultures and different cities then when in Rome is brilliant but also just as a kind of me being a, a, a slight geek and just seeing the kind of new way that we can interact with technology to to do stuff like this has been really fun so if that is something that interests you as well then you should definitely check out when in Rome amazing thanks guys again and thank you for listening voice, voice originals <laughs>